0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: Well, I've uh, learned that we're now going to have to start an automotive feature here on the (laughs) Sunday morning show, Schwani
2: had an automotive uh, every crisis every little <laughs> incident just turns into an event here on this show i should have not we, said we were chatting before the show that 20 got a flat tire
1: i did and that sparked i'll, I'll tell you what sparked this after you left the room as is the case uh, usually when you leave the room <laughs> then the real conversation no, began, yes right began <laughs> is uh, he gone <laughs> <laughs> then we just start talking is about, he within earshot uh flat tire nightmare stories
2: of which there are many
1: i wouldn't know how to this is what uh we were saying i wouldn't know how to change the tire on my car now that makes two of us because it's like a cranky thing you gotta yeah. find i'm not even 100 percent sure where the spare tire is well on.
2: here's the thing there isn't a spare tire in the newer cars Oh, maybe I don't have one. Maybe you don't have one. I don't have one. So what am I supposed to do if I get a flat tire, then? Well, you call, the, uh, call Wally. And, <laughs> Over uh, at the Wally's filling but station. he wasn't there on... He's not there Gomer, on Sunday. Gomer wasn't there. <laughs> no, nope, not Sunday. Sunday. Not there on Sunday. That's so a, see, I have to wait until tomorrow. I mean. Look at this.
1: We're all grown men. Mm-hmm none of us know how to change a tire. i can change a tire i used but, to you know i used to on my old cars it was easy yeah, to change
2: the tire right but now now i don't even know there's like said, no I, spare tire i'm going to
1: check when i go back if, if my car's still there if it hasn't been stolen uh, this week i'm going to go see if i have a spare tire <laughs> let's see if i have one and look for uh, we'll start an automotive feature
2: so, uh, all right, show. well, I'll, I'll give you an update uh, next episode, week. First episode, know your lug nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you an update uh, next week, <laughs> Okay. provided I'm here. I can't prov- provide any of us yes. are here after that.
3: Oh, I believe
1: in yesterday. One of the greatest songs ever recorded.
4: In fact,
1: the most recorded song of all time, I might add. The Beatles Yesterday, released on this day... In uh, 1965. Oh my God! I thought Paul McCartney died or something. <laughs> no, nobody's dead. I
0: was like, "Oh my goodness!" No, as far well, as I know, where I've is re- this coming from?
1: I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I no. wouldn't have led with "Where's my spare tire?" If Paul McCartney had died,
0: <laughs> he is 80.
1: <laughs> uh, no, the song is. It was released on this day in 1965. Originally called "Scrambled Eggs." That's right. That's right. As a placeholder for the
0: the hey, word.
1: Speaking of scrambled eggs, Jim Toronto is here this morning. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Over easy. Uh, <laughs> Elton Jim Toronto is here because there's Elton John news to share. Is
0: that why? Oh, that's. Thank bad. God he's still around. Because if not, when he dies, my radio oh, career you're is over be, too. You're,
1: you're going to be done. Yeah. No. Yep. Well, <laughs>
0: I pretty much am anyway. Yeah.
1: But. We are definitely going to be done. With <laughs> yeah.
0: It. Oh, but you actually asked me to come on before this. Well, because uh, you have a play. play. You have a yeah, play. I know, but I'm just saying this. The Elton news yeah.
1: was was kind of a, 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 a little happy. Elton. Happenstance. Jim is uh, uh, Schwani, and Andy is in a Shakespearean production right really? now. Really? Yes, <laughs> I am
0: Prospero, the master of a full poor cell.
1: The the Tempest, the yes, the wronged Duke, the wronged, by the it's way, called the Tempest. The which, Tempest, as I've, I've pointed out before, was my first car. <laughs>
2: you had a Tempest.
1: I had a Pontiac Tempest. <laughs> was that
2: the one with the CB antenna that in the back? Was right.
1: The one with the CB antenna. How any flats on that one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were sharing our flat tire stories. That was the one I told Jim that I changed the tire in a pouring rainstorm. That was on that a, was on the Tempest. That was on the Tempest.
0: Well, I mean, we were talking about that. Remember. I mean, today you could put a car jack in your back pocket, but back in the sixties and seventies, yeah. a car jack—that's when a jack was a jack. That was a—that's when a sport was a sport. I mean, you took when you took the jack out of the car, it went up. Yeah, it was the, the trunk
1: actually raised yeah, because you- that that Jack weighed more than the car. You never felt more like a man (laughs) than after you changed the tire. And, you know, that Pontiac Tempest, it was a 68 Pontiac Tempest. It's kind of a muscle car. Right. I, I didn't think I was buying a muscle car, but it was uh that was well, you're overcompensating i was overcompensating <laughs> for deficiencies in other areas yeah. low testosterone big muscle car <laughs> true giant whip antenna on the car oh did you have the bad whip antenna Well, because i had a cb radio oh that's right of course i had a cb radio oh what well, yeah what was
2: your uh handling golden again? greek the
0: golden greek
1: Breaker, breaker
0: breaker breaker was
2: it gold was it greek or geek it was the golden wow Greek?
1: Hello, yeah. wow! <laughs> he's been very sassy since he came back from vacation. Listen to the the, the wordsmith over there,
0: <laughs> crafting a <laughs> oh yeah, that's, he's crafting a joke.
1: He is the, the the George Carlin of the new generation. Jumbo shrimp. So Elton John gets this new uh, gets gets a, a surprise honor, yeah. by the president of the United States. He's on his farewell tour, which is going to be wrapping up next week. Is that right? No,
0: in uh, in mid November, November seventeenth at, at
1: Dodger Stadium. Yeah. but you know he's going around and doing his final shows. At, he's in D.C. this
0: weekend. And that's he's why, in yeah.
1: D.C. and made a stop at the White House. Uh, he thought that they were going to be taping a television special, which I, I think they did. Yeah, A&E. Anyway, but, yeah. but on top of it, but then Elton is on stage with the president and first lady and is uh, surprised when this happens. Tonight, it's my great honor, and I mean this sincerely, to present the National Humanities Medal to Sir Elton John.
3: Major,
2: Major Yang, please read the citation.
4: On it, sir. Good evening, everyone. The President of the United States awards this National Humanities Medal to Sir Elton John for moving our souls with his powerful voice and one of the defining songbooks of all time. An enduring icon and advocate with absolute courage who found purpose to challenge convention, shatter stigma, and advance the simple truth that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect.
3: I think we surprised him.
1: I just said to the First Lady, I'm never flabbergasted, but I'm
0: flabbergasted and humbled and honoured by this incredible award from the
1: United States of America. I will treasure this so much, and it will make me... Double my efforts to make sure this disease goes away. Your kindness, America's kindness to me as a musician, is second to none. But in the war against AIDS and HIV, it's even bigger, and I can't thank you enough. I'm really, I'm really emotional about this. Um, thank you. Yeah, he was, he was in tears. Yeah, he, he was. He seemed genuinely shocked. Uh, that this happened and he was very emotional it, yeah he finished
0: this. he finished the, his set and uh he was smiling he was leaning on the piano and then uh, uh president biden and, and his wife came out and uh, there was a uh, a military man in a white suit yep. all dressed up and I he think had that's called a uniform a uniform yep. an outfit <laughs> <laughs> he had his military an outfit, outfit. On. a costume a costume he was in a costume and uh and he had this he was holding the medal with on this red ribbon and elton sort of made this face like what, what is this what is this what's And I, going on he, he looked off to the side i think he was looking at his husband david like do you know what's going on here yeah and then when they gave it to him i mean he put his hands over his face yeah he was shocked and he took his glass well while, while the guy was reading that little opening about his songbook and everything he took his glasses off and started oh. wiping his eyes and yeah. then he grabbed jill biden's hand and he said oh my god and then he that's was nice. hugging them yeah, that's nice yeah i mean um i don't know what that medal is I don't know how prestigious National it is. National Humanities. I mean, don't you have one of those? I, <laughs> Didn't I, they give you one of I those? I got the Silver Sow. Oh,
1: the, the Silver I, Star. I got the
0: Silver Sow Award. Yeah, but uh, but no, but I don't know how prestigious of a award. I've never
1: heard of that. I don't know who's ever no, won it. It's nice. It's
0: not the Medal of Freedom, but it's, it's certainly ni- a nice... It's
1: nice that that... Well, I think the Medal of Freedom is for Americans no, no, I understand. Americans who have, but, uh, you know, this is nice that they're honoring not, oh. not only his body of work and right. his art... But he he maybe more than anyone else has furthered the fight against HIV and AIDS. Uh, through his foundation.
0: Oh, he's raised uh, more than four hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's been since nineteen ninety one. I mean, yeah, I that's,
1: think that's part of
0: it. And well. he and he is not just the, the head of that in uh, in name only. Yeah, uh, they travel around the world and uh, they they do educational programs right. and uh, and uh, and. So you when know, you see him, world. I
1: know you're going to go to more of his concerts now before he wraps it up at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And he always he, now he like always gives you a shout out uh, during the show. It's actually funny. Hey, the last time, look, Jim. <laughs> hey, look, Jim Toronto's here, all the way from. Chicago
0: I don't know why he's coming to so many shows but he loves it and uh, but even but so my you wife tell him that we said uh, congratulations. I'll say Dean says hi yeah well I was wondering when he was when they did the devil wears Prada I was wondering if he was going to come to town uh, you were going but he didn't really uh, he, he, he came in and out he came in and out just to you really didn't get a to chance to the cast because I was certainly going to you know glom on to your interview <laughs> if you were going to be interviewing him maybe that's why he didn't show up <laughs> Maybe he just didn't want to deal with you. It's possible, but it was kind of a neat. It's nice this point, this point in his life and his career. That he is um, he's as popular as ever with these these number one hits with Britney Spears and and, uh, and Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. Um, so his yeah. his career, and and then he's getting those accolades that every kind of elder statesman yeah. in entertainment gets. Very nice. And I think he's clearly being emotional, and and I, and I think that was very legitimate because this is kind of a winding down. I, I mean, he's still going to be active, but he's. Um, He's winding down his career, and so wow. it's uh,
1: it's been an interesting journey for all of us. Well, let's see if uh, Schwani can do something Elton John related in the far flung forecast. Do you have the weather in Pinner, in,
2: in Pinner, uh, England? I can get it because <laughs> that's where he was born. Schwani, you would know that. Yes, I would. Yeah. I've been there, and I have, I'm not surprised. <laughs> as, as,
1: as is the case so often on the show, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. But I will be back. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a nice walk uh, for everyone uh, that day, but it won't be as uh, incisive and interesting as it was for Andy and me <laughs> the year that uh, Schwani, Andy, and me <laughs> uh, did the walk for Alzheimer's. And Schwani pointed out and identified every tree, every <laughs> leaf, genus, <laughs> species. every This twig, is
2: incredible. Yeah. Three years every, ago, every
1: everything we got,
2: uh, the, we got more than we bargained you mean,
1: for. You mean yeah. Dave Arboretum? It was
2: All I said was there were various deciduous trees along wow, the
0: way. Stop
1: there. Right. What, what was that word? You had deciduous. me at deciduous. Decid- yeah, you had me right. at hello. I had to actually stop Andy from Decid- jumping in the Three lake at one point years ago. <laughs> Three years
2: ago. And he's still talking about it's it. It's so still fresh in our minds. <laughs> and
1: The ginkgo. The ginkgo. We can't can't forget it. So whatever you're doing out there on the walk that morning, just know it's not going to be as fun as it was for us, I'm afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, kids of all ages, it's time once again for America's favorite feature, the far-flung forecast. Presented each week at this time, fascinating facts and figures and still all,
0: still not sponsored, though.
1: <laughs> After all
0: these years. We have not really found somebody who wants to attach any money to this feature. Still not sponsored. It's the longest-running non-sponsored segment in radio.
1: And if we, don't, we don't want to dirty up the feature with money. Right. We'd like this to be pure information... Right. As presented to us each week. So it is not influenced by outside it forces. Unbiased, yes. No right. completely unbiased, and here now <laughs> is Dave. Oh, I'd like a
2: sponsor. <laughs> and today, my friends, as we get out our compasses and protractors. This is a new thing that we're doing, Jim, since
1: I think the last time you were here. What's that? Uh Schwani gives out the uh coordinates for the where he's talking. Oh nice we have we have like listeners. on breaking. Bad. Yeah, you can get your Google Maps out. Yeah, uh, for we some have... reason he brings a protractor into it all week. I still don't understand why.
2: in his in his
1: architectural. Well, uh, this T square. Right. This uh, after everyone can... can follow along now.
2: This a- yeah. This is after listeners texted in saying that they've they got their Google Maps and GPS, right. Uh, right. Uh, uh uh newfangled contraptions going. to Why find isn't out this sponsored,
0: Dean? <laughs>
2: newfangled contraptions.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think we've just figured out why no one wants How to put da- money in How this. He sponsors
1: everything else on the station. (laughs) Can't he? Can't this be the David Hochberg uh, (laughs) (laughs) forecast?
2: Well, today's forecast takes us to Trenton, New Jersey, which should be a familiar name. That's the capital. capital. It is the capital of the state of New Jersey. In fact, it was the capital of the United States for a little while from November 1st to December 24th when one of the first uh, congressional delegations was meeting there. It became a city in 1719 hmm. but we mentioned trenton new jersey today because it is the home of h richard hornberger excuse me h richard hornberger <laughs> what you call me <laughs> i've called you a lot of things <laughs> But h um, richard horn anybody uh, know yes. that name uh, I w- anybody i would like an order of fries <laughs> a shake
1: and one of those Hornburgers. burgers you- <laughs> no ketchup on mine please h-,
2: yeah. h richard
1: hornberger
2: was a military surgeon who spent time in korea working for a mobile army surgical uh, did he hospice? become hawkeye pierce you're on the right track there, really my friend let him finish well you know? Uh, H. Richard Hornberger, under the pen name of Richard Hooker, published a novel in 1968 called M.A.S.H., and we bring up Richard Hornberger or Richard Hooker because it was 50 years ago this month that after the success of the movie and the novel... The television series debuted September seventeenth, nineteen seventy two, and ran uh, through nineteen eighty three. About that, Mash. What uh, so all from the mind he, of Hornberger? Hornberger
1: wasn't <laughs> he wasn't one of the guy one of the Mash.
2: No, he doctors. was he was writing about people that he worked with, but he was a surgeon uh, in a MASH unit uh, during the uh, Korean War. The mighty
0: 4077.
2: Published it in 1968, along with the uh, assistance of a sports writer, W.C. Hines. Mm. Has nothing to do with ketchup. But W.C. Hines. But Trenton, New Jersey. So a Hines and a burger. Hometown. <laughs>
0: we got ketchup on the hamburger. That's hometown, our
1: food segment for today. The
2: hometown of Richard Hooker. Trenton, New Jersey has 64 degrees under sunny skies. And just for the record, Pinner, England in the United Kingdom. <laughs> yes. Cloudy and 60. Did you mention when you were
1: plugging that Andy is going to be hosting and OB? Yes, at eleven. I uh, did the the new thing. I would like to do whenever we plug that now is, you know, that we say that and and then like kind of like a parenthesis, Andy really carries that show. Oh, well, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> we well, do? anybody who listens can see that who the the, the so expert you want
2: me to is? say our pregame starring Andy Mazur? Oh, no, no. Oh yeah, with, along with with no, 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 or no,
1: maybe no, oh no. no no that's mean uh, featuring saying, featuring starring or after you say it. Go, uh, you know, like like an afterthought, but Andy really carries that
2: show. <laughs> and with Hampton, oh, so you want me to kind of just say that? <laughs> you know, as he
3: as wants a, me yeah. to get a beating, is what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: We want to plug,
1: plug our her our, our homeschool guy. Why well, you think those guys can? Come on, Andy, you, you can, got thirty years on them. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can outrun them. You see yeah, how they're yeah, when they walk. In the That's school. the only thing I got. You're yeah, going to be in for a beating. <laughs> oh, here we go. Sh- Shawanie has unveiled his OB impersonation for the season. Now he's going to be on the hit list. <laughs> hey, uh, OB point two. Uh, what are you going to be talking about today? <laughs> Nothing
2: but Andy. <laughs> How's that, Eberflaus? <laughs> These guys have got a long way to go. That I love that.
1: It's all coming up at eleven this morning. <laughs> eleven o'clock this morning quiet morning with the boys. You Coming see,
0: Andy there. just perked up when he heard those voices. Yeah. A big smile
1: on his face. He locked the door of the studio that he's in. <laughs> he's got garlic I around his behind neck. me, yes. I was just making sure. 9.38, Dean Richards, Sunday morning, in time for our weekly visit with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. You didn't say cheap, did you? No, chief. Oh, okay. <laughs> as far as I know, he's a very generous man. I know he's very generous man as a matter of fact good tipper uh yeah he's a good tipper nice good, good dancer oh, everything
4: he, he could cut a rug he can cut a rug as well
1: uh dr most good morning to you
4: my friend how are you i am doing great <laughs> thanks wouldn't it be fun to have blood pressure cuffs on ham and, and will be just to oh, just to see
1: that is such a good idea yeah that is such a good it idea would, yeah. to just watch. It's it. got
0: to be in the 200s over 190. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be
1: crazy. Uh, during the break, uh, we were just talking about uh, Elton Jim, who has uh, just recently had a, a little medical uh, procedure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much detail <laughs> oh, do you want to give. Oh, on, I don't mind. No, on, I had,
0: oh, I had one of my adrenal glands removed. And uh, because I had a, a couple of benign growths on it, and I was having, the doctor will know this, I had something called hyperaldosteronism.
4: Right. Yeah, the g- adrenal gland makes a lot of our steroids, essentially, for the body, and aldosterone is one of them. And if you have too much of it, and it's caused by a benign tumor, they will, re- they will remove it. And they, I'm sure they just took the one side, right, Jim?
0: No, they took the whole thing out. Yeah, oh, yeah one, yeah, yeah, one of them, just one. One of them, okay. Yeah, that was the only yeah, one. Really? but uh but the, the the goal hopefully is to uh to lower my blood pressure
4: yeah absolutely it will you know and the people don't understand how important the kidney and the adrenal glands are for blood pressure and and certainly um making sure that we're having the right chemical balance is one thing but also the right blood flow to the kidneys will actually impact your blood pressure as well so yeah um good that you noticed it or your physician picked up on it and uh if you were on blood pressure medicine, there is a good chance you might be able to come off of that soon. Yeah,
0: I am meeting with uh, I am meeting with my uh, my primary uh, uh, you know uh, doctor in a couple of weeks, and, and I already I have a, uh, a blood pressure monitor at home that I, I do it on uh, on a daily basis, and I've already noticed that it's probably on a, on a regular basis, as you said, every you know you do a little activity, your, your blood pressure can always go up and down throughout the day, but uh, usually um, in the morning, I've noticed it's already gone gone down like twenty points, and that's still on my medication,
1: so we'll see. Hopefully. Are we, we're pretty much back to, to normal now, aren't we, with the procedures and things like that post-COVID, Kev? Is that right?
4: Well, yeah, Dean, I'm glad you bring it up because uh, absolutely we are from, a, from an availability point of view. We certainly would hope that patients are starting to come back and have that confidence for things that they have put off. I can tell you our colonoscopy numbers are through the roof right now, and it's really because of a backlog of individuals who hadn't had that done. Be careful about but the word backlog there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but certainly looking <laughs> they, at things they like that. They, they
1: couldn't have put a couple of stitches in his lips. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's why I'm here, D Hey, hey I, I was warned that he was on yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, wow. they, It's kind of funny. They never warned me that Andy's in the studio <laughs> right. or
1: whatever. But, no. I come with a disclaimer apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. the uh, but the the point is is that things are, are getting back to normal. With all of the uh, procedures that were put on hold during uh, the the pandemic,
4: one hundred percent. And please, anybody who has put those on hold, please follow up and get those taken care of. It's much easier to catch an illness uh, early on and much more treatable than later in the later in the illness.
0: Yeah, I did have to take a COVID test, you know, like a day or so before. Yeah,
1: but still, yeah. Uh, how are we doing with uh, people going out
4: and getting the new vaccine, Cap? Uh, Not good. Uh, I mean I hate to be blunt, but really not good. I'm only triple two- boosted. I got mine. I got mine the first day. Good. Appreciate that. I mean I think more people who have gotten them and said, hey, you know, the side effects aren't too bad is great. Um, but only two percent of the country and we're what we're going on to four we'll be four weeks here at the end of the week oh, that it's been available. Only and yet 2%? only two percent of the country wow. has gotten it.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you think that there's a complacency? with it? Do you think people are just tired of hearing about vaccines and, uh, you know, they, they just don't want to bother with it? They feel like, yeah, even if I get it, it's not going to be that uh, it's not going to be that hard uh, if I do get it.
4: Yeah, I think it's multifactorial. And, it you know, there's going to be a book written and I should I should start writing it actually missteps through COVID, you know, and bad timing, you know, just with some of the vaccine news that came out. Now, you can imagine, too. Here's President Biden. He gets over and says the pandemic is over. You know, two days later, we say, oh, we got this new vaccine. Let's make sure everybody goes out and get it. And it's like, wait a second. What's this mixed message? Are, are we in the clear or is, there, is this important? And unfortunately, the timing of those two could not have been worse.
1: I was reading an article that said that there is a uh, a new coronavirus which has been discovered in bats oh that uh, are immune to all of the COVID-19 vaccines. Have you heard anything about this? I don't don't know how up you are on your bat news, but uh, this was in uh, Time Magazine. And is there a possibility that uh, a new virus uh, could spread from, you know, creatures like that, from bats to
4: humans? Absolutely, there is. I haven't heard that, and that one obviously would get our attention. But certainly we know that the subvariants of the COVID uh, virus right now that we know of is starting to get very elusive. You know, the BA 4.6, the 2.75, the BF 7. I mean, you're getting these numbers thrown at you like crazy, but it's just showing you the importance of what we are doing to track and monitor any changes. But. Bf7 is the kind of one of the newer ones still in low numbers but is not only elusive to antibodies but also some of the medications that we use it appears it doesn't work well and the UK you uh, have uh, just recently doubled up the dose of that medicine and we'll probably do it here in the United States soon
1: yeah I mean if uh, you know if uh, there for no other reason that you go and get this new vaccine. Uh, who knows what's out there right now, and all of this, all of this sort of spawning uh, right from the original uh, COVID virus that has, uh, you know, grown and uh, you know developed characteristics uh, on its own. We we don't know, uh, you know, uh, in what uh, shape it might be uh, with with others and, and how it may come back to us.
4: Absolutely. I mean, it's showing us. It's showing us that this is a a virus that can change and morph. And with BA4 and BA5 being so predominant right now, it's our opportunity to slow the spread of it. People have to understand that every infection that we prevent decreases the chance of a subvariant, because I'll tell you, Subvariants, this is, you know, Darwinism at the finest. If you want to go back to your grade school kind of learnings, you know, the virus that survives is the one that not only can multiply easier, but can evade antibodies from the host, which is us. So that's why we're seeing these new subvariants. And we need to know if we squash this and slow it down a little bit here, we have a lower chance of having more subvariants. All right.
0: Is this this virus unique in that it is so... Adaptable, where other ones kind of die out?
4: Well, Jim, you know, if you look at influenza, influenza really changes all the time, right? We get a flu shot, but people have to understand that flu shot has changed dramatically over the years because of the opportunity that influenza virus has to change. Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, not only is it very contagious, but if you look at deaths from influenza in the past, we get about 36,000, 40,000 deaths in the United States from influenza. Well, obviously, that was multiplied with COVID and got everyone's attention. But certainly, we can't forget about that because we know viruses mutate and change just to make sure that they can continue to spread and continue to survive.
1: Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and get to your questions for Dr. Kevin Most. Coming up next. WGN. Dean Richards Sunday morning on WGN with Doctor Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer Central DuPage Hospital, uh, talking COVID and all things health this morning. Got a ton of people, uh, Kev, to ans- ask uh, questions. Let's start off with I uh, start with Karen. You're on WGN. Hello.
3: Hi, um, Doctor Most. I know that they have been delaying mammograms after. Um, vaccinations COVID vaccinations are there any other testing that they have found that they can have false positives if you take get the shot too close to the test
4: well karen and and i'm glad you brought it up because there's two points there one is making sure that the timing of your mammogram along with the vaccine is appropriate because we know that we get the immune response which could cause enlarged lymph nodes kind of in our arms and under our arms and armpit And that uh, area is noted in mammograms, and we see inflamed lymph nodes, we want to make sure it's not cancer when, in fact, it was just the reaction to the vaccine. Now, as far as other tests, no, there really aren't any other ones. The other screening tests that we are looking to do, you know, colonoscopies and lung cancer screening really are not impacted at all by the vaccine. It's just that one, and it's because of the location and the immune response and what we look for when we're looking for breast cancer on mammograms.
1: 219 area code, Kev says, I'm vaccinated and boosted and uh, waiting for my new vaccine. Unfortunately, I got COVID on August 1st. When can I get the new vaccine?
4: Yeah, you know, it's one of those, unfortunately, fortunately, you know, unfortunately, you did get this in August, which is uh, sad. I mean, I dodged it until then as well. So we're both kind of in the same boat. And what happens now is we look to know that you've been affected by the vex, the virus that is circulating in the community and you've done well because of that, you're going to go three months with natural immunity. So really you're going to wait two and a half, three months before you get that because you have the best immunity possible right now, which is a natural immunity. Certainly the, the COVID um, uh, vaccine is going to come close to being as close and accurate as possible, but you have to remember that, uh, the vaccine that we're getting right now is made for ba4 and ba5 well you had a very good possibility that you were infected by ba4.6 which is the most recent so you probably have better immunity than anybody who's getting vaccinated right however we know that wanes so in three months make sure you get that shot especially if you're in that immunocompromised or age-related uh uh, age group that we're concerned about
1: 312-981-7200 paul you're on with dr kevin most Yes, Dr. Kevin, um, I got the latest booster at the same time as the flu shot. Um, perhaps it's impossible, and I didn't have really any you know, major reaction, just a little bit of pain at the injection spot. Uh, should we
4: be encouraging people, you're going to have to get a flu shot anyhow, get the booster now, and maybe that'll increase the number? Paul, I'm right there with you, and I certainly hope that everybody was just listening to your message because you can get both the booster shot and the flu shot at the same time. It's two different shots, they'll put one in each arm, but you certainly can get them. And really, that would be the biggest impact that we could make if we get everybody to get in to get a flu shot and at the same time get that COVID booster. We will make November, December, and January much better for all of us. So you make a very good point because people are like, should I spread them apart? And really, the only vaccines I tell people to spread apart right now is shingles. Do it a couple weeks after you get your booster. But certainly, individuals going in for their flu shot should be able to get their booster shot at the exact same time. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Paul.
1: Actually, Ann is uh, on the phone line with questions about the shingles vaccine. Hi, Ann. You're on WGN.
3: Hi, Dr.
4: most I'm a 64 year old female in good health. I will soon get my fourth COVID shot. I would like to get the shingles shot. I've noticed over the last month or so, the commercials regarding shingles have now added Guillain-Barre syndrome as one of the possible side effects. And if you remember, Refrigerator Perry had Guillain-Barre syndrome, I'm going to guess maybe 12 to 15 years ago. So, Please tell me your uh, opinion on that and uh, the possible side effects of that syndrome. Sure, 100%. So um, what Ann's talking about is something called Guillain-Barre. Guillain-Barre is it's a ascending paralysis that is seen in very, very, very few individuals. So certainly the risk of getting Guillain-Barre is extremely low, but we know it's possible with many different vaccines but certainly I would take the risk of that versus the risk of getting shingles, put them in a, try to put them on a balancing and the risk of getting shingles is on the 30th floor and the risk of Guillain-Barre is on the ground level. So certainly would not stop. That would not stop me from getting this. Um, Anybody who has had shingles or understands or knows someone who did, um, you'll certainly want to get it. The timing of shingles, you get the vaccine and then you get a follow-up vaccine later um, certainly vaccine, uh, shingles probably hits people a little bit harder. Um, that first day afterwards, they're not feeling all that great sometimes. And that is mm-hmm. why I would kind of separate those two. But I would not be concerned, you know, knowing about Guillain-Barre is one thing, but being afraid of it or being uh, um, hesitant to get a vaccine because of it is something totally different. All righty, thank you so much. Have a good day. You're welcome. All right, good
1: luck with all that. The uh, 847 area code says, I'm scheduled for my mammogram tomorrow. I had the new booster on September 15th. Should I reschedule?
4: Well, she's 10 days. She's kind of hitting the maximum opportunity for that. It's one of those where, you know, you, you might get lucky and you might not have had a big reaction or a big response and your lymph nodes are fine, um, but... You may want to reschedule and push it back probably another two or three weeks. by that time those lymph nodes will be down, and you're going to get a very complete and accurate mammogram. So I would say uh, unless this is a uh, you're screening for a mammogram because of something you found or your physician found, and if it's just a screening, ma'am, but I would say, why don't you wait a couple of weeks to yeah. decrease or eliminate that uh, that possibility of, of that inflamed lymph node.
1: Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Always appreciated, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
4: You got it, Dean. Take care. We'll talk soon.
1: I don't mind this weather the way that it is right now. Oh, a little on the chilly side. I love it. I, lo- I, I- like fall. Uh, me too. I got my nice hooded sweatshirt on. I am I basking like in the
0: chilliness. Yeah
1: i'm not seeing as much halloween decorating as maybe it's too early for that I don't it's know. only september yeah i know but i mean the stores have the aisles of halloween candy and yeah. halloween by now you see that ugly uh fake spider webs <laughs> that people put <laughs> yeah, yeah. out in front of their house i mean target and all those kind of stores yeah, are all, all, all that stuff's out yeah. there walgreens
0: i look forward to well today i was driving on the
1: on the Johnny, do you decorate your house for halloween halloween no Usually not. Do you decorate it for anything? Yes. (laughs) Lincoln's birthday. (laughs) Yes. Labor Day. Arbor Day. (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Deciduous trees. Deciduous
2: trees day. (laughs) Deciduous trees day. Yes. I like. That's a new holiday. I like autumn. I I do too. We
0: went to the arboretum yesterday. Did you, really? my wife and I? Yeah, we walked around. We saw some of the new exhibits there, and saw some of the. trees. They haven't started changing a few. A few of the trees are started to change color, but um, we just like to walk yeah, around. Yeah, I there. like I like that
1: part of autumn also. Yeah, to see to see the trees dying. <laughs> it is
0: death. <laughs> it gives me. It is like one big
1: cemetery. <laughs> it gives me great pleasure.
2: <laughs> I got some Honey Crisp apples from a farmer's market Ooh, yesterday. Did you really Honey mm-hmm. Crisp? Nice. Where were we? Remember, we just used to have Red Delicious.
1: Yeah, now we've I got like those. Fuji we've got and all kinds of them. Honey Crisp. Honey crisps pretty delicious.
2: Yeah, it yeah, is. especially this time of year. Yep. Yeah, from a farm in Michigan. To, to get, uh, did you go to Michigan? <laughs> no, no. There was farmers market right he here. Can't.
0: In town. He, has, he has a flat tire. I don't tire. have it. That's right. <laughs> yes, a, I can't
2: drive. <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: It all, it's all a callback. To oh,
2: the you went to a show. local farmers market. <laughs> local farmers market here. Uh-huh. Yes,
1: okay. right. Because then you can also get the uh, apple cider donuts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? And, uh, you know, all the goodies that they sell. Krispy Kreme. I'm, I'm convinced they could just go to the Kroger store and buy all that stuff <laughs> and bring <laughs> it out to their farm stand. That <laughs> <laughs> apple cider donut. I don't care. You can't make... I've never tasted a I've
2: bad been, one. I've been to a farmer's market where they get the apple cider donuts and they oh, serve the apple and cider.
1: No they oh, that's, oh, that's heaven right there. Krispy Kreme announced... Out
2: of this world.
1: Autumn
0: thing, and they've got... This, all this maple and and syrup everything I mean they should be on the most wanted list this thing is is delicious
1: well uh, in uh, in just a minute I'm going to talk more about our big tree time uh, broadcast which is coming up November 13th. Yes.
0: Why do you say that with a question mark? Because
1: I can. Because never he remember. never can
2: remember the day. <laughs> it's your show. We've been talking about this for two weeks. <laughs> it's your show. And I, I said last week that Andy and I will be there, but Dean will. I make. So somebody you know, better
0: make sure to pick him up because I don't think decision. he might. He might oversleep.
1: I'm busy. My my head is filled with ideas to fill the show up with interesting content and i've got a few more ideas especially that dead hour uh coming up (laughs) (laughs) just in just one minute
3: Now, folks i want you to clap your hands would you do that so i i don't hear anybody come on one two one two everybody come on chicago here we go ready
1: one two one two
3: it's time for dina richard show so tune tune, to wgn 720 radio
0: oh
1: Eee-hoo-hoo. I like that part.
2: It's time for the Dina Richards show. <laughs> so tune into WG and 720. Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: The late great Vlasta, Vlasta oh. the polka. Queen. Oh, that was the Dean Richards uh, polka. He was on the show and uh, The Dina Richards, <laughs> the Dina Richards polka. <laughs> she did. I wish uh, rest in peace, Vlasta. Oh, we miss Vlasta. Uh, but how great would it be to have Vlasta oh. out on our treat, especially team, at 104. So. I'm going to call you Dina from now on. <laughs> Dina, yeah. the Dina Richards show. I, uh. I got a couple of names I could call you too. Uh, Bye, by the way. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, Here Here, This is the Eddie Carosa Jr. Jr. Baby Doll Polka Band the bo- Eddie Carosa and the boys from Illinois uh, They are confirmed to come on our uh, Tree Time show You got them? They're going to be out there performing live for us What a get! I know <laughs> This is no uh, yeah, this is Little no, little operation here elevating the Tree Time broadcast to oh. a whole new level uh, with this is going to be our polka spectacular. Oh,
0: it's a new level. I don't know what, <laughs> if you could say elevated, but it's a new well, level. It's different.
1: <laughs> it's different than what we've done before that's for sure but wow uh, we're all going to be out there and jim has confirmed elton jim yes Toronto, thank you for the invitation he's uh, confirmed that he'll be uh, joining us as well but yeah as we like to say listen anyway <laughs> uh, yeah
0: <laughs> some people when i use that term which you coined and i use it when i feel in for you they said don't say that i think it's funny i think it's hilarious i'm like funny we'll listen to you i'm like no no don't you get it that's the
1: joke so what we're going to do is i mean it's going to be a traditional show but oh. uh, we have happen ob from what is it 11, 11 to noon 11 to noon yeah. so
0: does andy have to come back here
1: and do the show i think i'm going to be reassigned for the day to oh. the tree time broadcast oh good andy knows where his bread is buttered. yeah, butter. yeah. Where his bones are broken. I didn't want a second beating.
2: <laughs> and then where his bones are broken. A <laughs> second beating. Yeah. So we're
1: going to be on from uh, 9 to 11. And then Happen OB will be on from 11 to noon. And then we'll be back at Tree Time from noon to 1. But in that hour that we are off the air, we're going to continue to do a high-quality entertaining program for the people who were assembled at Tree Time in Lake Barrington. Because it's always standing room only when we're out there. It'll be Dean's Blue Hour. I feel like we have to perform for the people who are out there. We have to. You you can't just
0: sit there and say, well, we'll be back in an hour.
1: Right, right.
0: Will you go blue? Will you do some of your more risque material? I think I may.
1: (laughs) I think I may. Well, no one's going to hear it. (laughs) Uh, um, One of the things I I think I want to do this year is a beverage segment. Ah. In terms of what types of beverages? Well, I was reading, uh, I was just reading there's uh, one of the hottest drinks in New York right now is something, it's vodka and prune juice. <laughs> I know that sounds like the setup of a Johnny Carson joke.
0: Uh, hmm, the cut
1: cutoff. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I thought we'd find some unusual beverages and do, uh, you know, like a little sampling of those. Uh, for when we're 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 out there, prune juice and vodka. Prune juice, vodka, and there was something makes with. you high and makes you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. uh So you know we're we're looking for fun stuff like that. Shawnee, how about you? You have to come up with something. Usually have some good contributions. For I'll have show. to come up with something. You can always you're like going I, to do I, a
0: beverage I, segment. We'll have to come up with something. You're talking earlier in the, a couple weeks ago. You can always you know
2: resurrect the William Tell bit you did yeah i still have the picture (laughs) complete with the holes
1: where i shot an apple off his head with a a bow and arrow Uh. (laughs) (laughs) see that would be good for the hour that we're off the air right because uh, that wasn't really visual for the people no, there. No, it was. Just you know I mean, fun, the, fun for us. I mean, on the radio, but, yeah. yeah, fun for us. But if you were listening, it was kind of stupid. Really,
0: <laughs> it was kind of a
2: visual bit. Yeah, <laughs> everybody just wondering, How is he going to survive this? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering too. Yeah.
1: So uh you know, we'll we'll I'll figure something out. I mean, bottom line, we've got a live Polka band. <laughs> I mean, let them, let them run wild. So what really else do we need on the show? We'll, what? Do, we'll do our traditional 12 days of Christmas. Polka. Uh, sing along. Pol- How about polka version? Polka version of Christmas carols. <laughs> uh, Five uh, golden rings. Up. We have all this time to come up with some nice uh, ideas. It's all going to be on November 13th at Tree Time in Lake Barrington. Uh, get there early because it fills up. It does. I mean, it, it really, really does. Fills up Is this early. your first abbreviated
0: semi-abbreviated show uh
1: yeah normally we do the interesting format four hours without interruption so uh you know it'll it's
0: going to be an experiment oh if you i mean you're going to want to be there in person for that hour because just to
1: see what we're going to do in the hour that we're on
0: yeah i mean that's going to make history right not on the radio but that's going to be the that's like the added bonus yeah like the the hidden track
1: I'm thinking that I'm going to put on like a nice pajamas and a bathrobe, oh, maybe a onesie. I could see Dean in a onesie come out with smoking a pipe, <laughs> slippers. Yeah, Whatever. like 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 uh, like Bing a very Crosby. like a very casual.
0: Yeah, like a casual Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should all do that. We should all just show up in pajamas <laughs> for the whole show. Yeah, just like little Christmas okay. pajamas. All, right. all everybody get. A, I have I have a red I have a red onesie. I do have them for, of for the holidays. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs>
1: All right, somebody texted in. See, I'm not crazy about this prune juice and vodka drink. Uh, it, it's it's supposed to be the hottest thing in New York right now. This yeah. drink. Hmm. It is. Somebody texted in from the eight four seven, Dean. Prune juice and vodka is called a poo driver. Oh dear, poo driver. See, I didn't even say that. Is what it's called. That's <laughs> what it's called. I'm not making it up. So, have you ever tasted, it or are you just reading about it? No, but I like prune juice I, I could see where it would be nice well, anything in vodka is good well vodka, right vodka, vodka mean, has virtually no taste, right, but the prune juice is nice and sweet yeah it's it's delicious and good and good for you well I guess instead of a screwdriver it 's a poo driver that's right maybe that 's what they 're going for yeah. here, so'll. We'll experiment with some interesting uh kind of can we officially do that Have val- we could have alcoholic beverages right i don't see why not yeah
0: i mean we've eaten bugs
2: we've eaten show. more than
0: bugs yeah what yeah <laughs> what <laughs> were some of those
1: remember those things that you had a few years ago that you had the turkey uh testicles <laughs> That's rough. the one
0: year yeah. my stomach was oh, i did i remember i was i was literally gagging that time i do now that
1: i remember that i and you thought i was joking i was like i am not that was gross we had the Andy's uh, favorite uh, that we did, Know Your Pickles. Know Your Pickles. Know your that, was pickles.
0: that was a good one, The Pickles were good. That yeah. was a
1: good segment. That was a good... I'd love a good... So you can see, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can see what a train wreck this show is going to be. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I might be busy on the 13th thing. You know what? I now You know what? I'm just looking at my calendar right now, too. <laughs> WGN 24 Dean Richards Sunday morning at WGN. Coming up on our theater segment, world famous thespian Jim Toronto. Oh really? Currently starring <laughs> in a the Shakespearean production, The Tempest, uh, joins us to talk about his new theatrical adventure. Uh, first though, I want to talk about something that is uh, coming up next weekend. That I've been involved uh, in for I don't know twenty five years something like that. The annual AIDS Run and Walk. I will be out there hosting the opening ceremonies for uh, AIDS Walk and Run uh, next weekend, next uh, Sunday morning. And uh, Dustin uh, Ericstrup is on the line with us from the AIDS Foundation of Chicago, the beneficiary organization of the Run Walk. And Dustin, welcome to WGN. Nice to have you with us. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Dean. Great to chat with you this morning.
1: Likewise. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, next weekend. Hopefully we have a beautiful morning and uh, can raise a lot of money for the AIDS Foundation.
3: You know, it's looking to be a beautiful morning. Uh, the weather is looking to be like 73 and sunny. So, nice. you know, it's been six years of sun and we're looking forward to having another uh seventh year of that
1: yeah now this is going to be going on just outside of soldier field as always with uh, a route that goes up and down the lakefront uh and uh, all to raise money for the aids foundation of chicago explain what the mission is uh, of afc
3: yeah so aids foundation chicago was uh, established in 1985 and Uh, Back then, you know, HIV and AIDS was really a death sentence. And so our mission then was to help people die with dignity. But now through advances in medication, technology, uh, the work that we've done around uh, legislation and supporting people living with HIV is that we help people to live long, healthy, happy lives and really thrive. And so our, our goal is to really prevent new cases of HIV while supporting people who are living with HIV to remain virally suppressed and uh, live great lives.
1: Yeah, and really, it's you know sort of because of the the many AIDS run and walks that have taken place through the years, all the money that's been raised for research that we are at a place now where it is no longer a death sentence; that it is a controllable. Uh, disease uh, that that people get and live with and thrive with. So it's an entirely uh, different dynamic than it was when all of this first started. How did COVID play into uh, people living with HIV and AIDS?
3: It's a great question. Uh, You know, we really saw a a need for our services with our clients really increase during the pandemic. Um, you know, as, as we all learned, a lot of people became unemployed during the pandemic. And so with unemployment, they also became uninsured or underinsured. And so, therefore, uh, people didn't have access to their medications. And so we really stepped up and became a voice for people and an advocate for people living with HIV to have access to medications. Um, we did a lot of rental service relief as well. Because a lot of people became unemployed, um, and so in order for people to remain virally suppressed, they have to have stable housing. So our housing team really took into place uh, and and you know stepped up because studies show that people who are have a safe place to live and stably housed uh, remain virally suppressed and are more likely to be adherent to their medication. So that was a really big piece of the work that we did during the pandemic. Uh, was to ensure that people uh, had had a safe place to live. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Now, now we have. Uh, we just have about a minute left. So give me. Uh, you know, all the details for next Sunday morning. Anyone who wants to still join us uh, for the AIDS Run and Walk, explain when and where and how people can sign up and all that sort of thing.
3: <laughs> so registration for AIDS Run and Walk closes tonight at midnight, and it's at AIDSRunWalk.org. org. Okay. Um, and the event is next. Sunday and it's at Soldier Field. It kicks off at around 1030 in the morning uh, and we have a 5k walk and we have a 5k and a 10k run. It's a super fun day. We've got McDonald's on site generously serving breakfast to all 2,500 participants. Um, The funds that are raised go directly to our clients and services who are in need. And so, uh, you know, this year we're raising around $500,000. So after the 5K run or walk, uh, you'll also be greeted back with a Oscar Mayer hot dog and a Molson Coors beer. So we've got plenty of things to do. We've got some on-site entertainment, a good warm-up, um, and lots of community engagement and activism. So you can still register today at org. And, uh, again, it's on Sunday, October 2nd at Soldier Field.
1: One week from today. We'll look forward to seeing everybody out there. I'll be hosting the opening ceremonies for it all. Dustin. Yes,
3: and thank you, Dean. We're excited to see you back at the event. It is always
1: uh, my pleasure. I don't know how many years I've been doing it, but I know it's been a long time.
3: Uh, It wouldn't be the same without you. uh,
1: Dustin Eric Strupp is the Director of Fundraising Events for the AIDS Foundation of Chicago. Again, for more information, AIDSRunWalk.org. Eric, we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday today. Thanks so much, Dean. All right. Hi it Dean. Hello. 10, Dead Air Dean. Ten thirty nine. That was a, a pause for special effect. Ten thirty nine on WGN. You know what it is? I'm distracted. There's a whirlwind of activity. Hamp and OB are coming up at eleven o'clock. Uh you would think that a network news show is about to begin. There <laughs> it is. They've like so many people that uh work on the show and you know prepare the broadcast. Well, it
0: is an hour. Uh, <laughs> It is an hour show, Dean. I mean, it's no, it's no little laughing. It's mad. just
1: very distracting because we we have nothing on our show. I
0: didn't even know you had a radio show. I didn't even know you were on today yeah, when I walked did. in. It's so low uh, key. When honestly, going- we don't
1: even know that when we're on the air here. Obviously, from the last. The <laughs> time you came back from the radio, from the commercial, from uh, all of that, but it's uh, there, there's just like a beehive of activity. of It's Sunday. It's uh, Bear Sunday,
0: yeah, my friend. Yeah.
1: All all their oh, uh, yeah. producers and everybody's got sports. I mean, I
0: feel I feel naked. I don't have, I don't have anything with a sports logo on it.
1: Right, right. They're all uh, you know. Everyone's got their sports hats on and their sports t shirts. Even Jack,
0: on. your producer, has
1: the the Bear Sea on his shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. all he's all set because
0: he knows he has to sit
1: next to. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we haven't given him his own Dean Richards uh, show t-shirt yet 40 and now on WGN big, 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 What goes better right before a big sports show <laughs> Our weekly theater segment <laughs> Oh, oh. Uh,
0: and, and talking about Shakespeare, and, uh, <laughs> can't get any worse than that. Well,
1: just even leading up to that, uh, I don't. I, I'm, I talked about it on Bob Sarachio the other day, but last weekend I went to see Fiddler on the Roof at the Lyric Opera, and it is just absolutely stunning and magnificent. Uh, it's only here until October the seventh, so I cannot encourage you enough. Uh, to go and see Fiddler on the Roof at the Lyric Opera. I'm going next week. There are a hundred people in this, a uh, uh, hundred people, actors, singers, dancers. Uh, the set itself is kind of simple, but still very creative. Uh, it, it's it's not like a traditional... Tradition! Running tra- tradition. <laughs> tradition! Uh, it's, uh, there are a few little twists and things in it that make it different. Yet it stays very true to the original uh, He still story. sings If I Was a
0: Rich Man, right? It starts okay. off with starts. Oh, off really?
1: with if I Was a Rich it Man. It starts off. Yeah. Not with tradition. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, tradition doesn't normally start the show. I thought it did. It starts with the fiddlers You, know, well, yeah, you up, play, yeah. up on the roof. Right, but then they sing tradition at the you'll beginning. See, you'll see when you go. Oh, you'll see when I you can't go. can't wait. I love fiddlers. Uh, but the performances are magnificent. The uh, production is magnificent. I can't rave enough about this show. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, And it's over at the Lyric Opera House at Washington Whacker Wacker until October the 7th. So uh, definitely go and see that. One of the reasons that Elton Jim is here today, Jim Toronto, is because, you know, he's become quite the thespian on his own. Appearing in uh, productions over the last couple of years, and he is starring in. I think this is your first Shakespearean production. This
0: is my first lead in a. I did a few years ago at a suburban theater called the Bard of the Burbs. I did uh, a smaller uh, role in um, As You Like It, but this is my first lead in The Tempest, and uh, I play Prospero. And I get to. Uh, it's a. It's a comedy, but if there's certain. Uh, you know moments of of drama and poignancy i get to deliver the one of the classic shakespeare lines of all time uh we are made we are such stuff as dreams are made of and our little life is rounded in a sleep well look at you going into your <laughs> your little dramatic reading mode well i'll be doing it in a couple hours yes uh yeah but this is uh with uh, a group called the green man group in uh, elmhurst i did a, a play with them in 2018 glengarry glen ross by david oh, yeah. Mamet. i yeah. played uh, roma in that i had a great uh experience a very successful show everybody in it was very proud of it and so uh when this opportunity came up um the director actually called and said well i hope you'll audition for it i wasn't going to because i was i had this this planned surgery right in the middle of, right. of rehearsals and so i said you know i've got this surgery i gonna have to stay in the hospital for a couple of days and the doctor said i might need about a week or so of recovery but uh the director david soria was was kind enough to say well you know he didn't offer me the part but he said you know if you audition and you get it we can maybe work around that and uh so everything worked out, and um, I'm very excited to do it. the The cast is uh, it, it, I'm just very impressed. They're very inspiring, and they've been very supportive of me because I missed about ten days of rehearsal right in the middle. And so this because is a, of the surgery because of the surgery. Oh. Yeah, I was out for about a week, you know, because I was sore and yeah. and so uh, and I was trying to read my lines. I actually was I brought my script to the hospital, but that didn't really work out. Yeah. I was pretty much out of it. Yeah, but um, and this is a, a very big role. Uh, and so, uh, and it's plus it's Shakespeare with that, that whole old English type of thing. So I've been, um, this has been one of the most, most challenging roles for me to, to, to learn. Uh, and so I, I, I'm very uh, lucky to have such a supportive cast
1: that has Well, been... explain to me. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tempest. I, I'm sure I've seen it through the years. I saw a production what? with Patrick Stewart on Broadway. It, you know, from... it, explain the premise. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is because people are put off by Shakespeare. Yeah. But then uh, what I have found that once I've gone to see it, once you see it, you know, the you, problem. You see it and you can kind of get the dialogue, the the rhythm of the dialogue exactly. in your head, and then it's it's remarkable really of some of these works that are written hundreds and hundreds of years, years ago are still so relatable to the human experience today the biggest the, the, the biggest problem i think is that most of
0: us are introduced to shakespeare when we are in grade school and we read the play amongst our you know the, the teacher assigns okay billy you be hamlet and, uh, you know, Cindy, you be, uh, you know, Lady Macbeth, and we're having little kids who don't understand Shakespeare reading it. Right. And of course it's boring. I think that schools before they 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 teach Shakespeare in the class they should take a kid to see they should take the class to see it performed yeah, first right. if you see it performed you see, you the, the words come alive they're yeah, not you that get crazy. a much
1: better appreciation
0: and so of, and even all. and yeah so the tempest is basically it's, it's one of uh, Shakespeare's last it's it, it, it most considered his last uh, play that he wrote at least alone of his 39 um, it's about a a, 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 a duke of 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 Milan who was ousted by his brother his brother took over and they put him out on a boat and they to die he and his baby daughter he winds up on a on an island and he is on this island for about 15 years uh, and he has uh, these magical powers that he's able to use and ultimately he Uh, 15 years now years later he makes the boat that the king who ousted him as the duke is on with his royal court and they wound up coming on his island and now he is going to either get his revenge or as we find maybe revenge isn't what he wants to do and i have another great line where i get to say that uh the rarer action is in virtue of then in vengeance, mm-hmm. and so he, uh, yeah. So I, uh, so he makes a, a, a transition and, and sort of gets. It a little revenge there. He's a little bitter. He's been on this island for fifteen years. But then there's a love story in there. There's a lot of comedy. There's a a, a, a monster that he has as on his on this island that is very uh, comical. Uh, you know, scenes in it, so it's funny. There's poignancy. There's a love story.
1: It's 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 everything you'd want in a play. Yes, it does have the Shakespearean, um, you know. Well, I want to I want to talk about that. Yeah, the, the Shakespearean language, the the rhythm. Uh, to it all. And from the performer's perspective, what is that light? Actor Jim Toronto. I, I go by James, by the way. Actor, <laughs> oh, in bro, in bro. the program, it says James oh, oh, Toronto, rather. Bro, <laughs> uh, James Toronto <laughs> uh, is in with us on our weekend theater segment sponsored by Ch- hey, Chicago Shakespeare Theater's perfect production of The Notebook. We are talking about the Shakespearean production of The Tempest is currently in production at, where is it in production? Yes, it's
0: with the Green Man Theater. We are at the First United Methodist Church of Elmhurst at 232 South York Road in Elmhurst, Illinois. Yes, forsooth. Uh,
1: <laughs> young James Toronto. What seest thou in the dark, backward, or an abysm of time? What beeth your role
0: <laughs> in said production? Thy father was the King of Milan. Or the Duke of
1: Milan and a a Prince of Power. <laughs> I'm already lost. So, you know, it's tricky for people, for, you know, for the audience members when you go to kind of sort through the Shakespearean talk, uh, the Shakespearean language in these uh, shows. How difficult is it for you as a performer to yes. be going through these pages and pages and pages of dialogue
0: well, I'll tell you what we have. We actually have someone, uh, Carolyn, who is our, 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 um, our verse, our nurse of verse, she is called. That's her title. And, and so we would be we, the first couple of days of rehearsal, we would go through the script, reading our lines, and then we raise our hand saying, okay, what does this mean? Hmm. Literally, what does this mean? What does this mean? And she would, she's very knowledgeable on it, or she would have a book that's annotated that does give you some references. That sometimes people, that sometimes in the books of annotation of Shakespeare, they say we don't know. Hmm. I mean, it's that it's that way because some of the the uh, references are so archaic. But um, but what I try to do, and actually I, I was talking with an audience member after the show last night, and it was very um, very fulfilling because. Many times when you see people perform Shakespeare, they're so worried about getting every word correct and that uh, that iambic pentameter of the of the flow of the way it's written, almost like poetry, that they 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 don't they they read the words, and, but they just fly through it, and they don't stop to emphasize things to help the audience
1: to interpret what what it is that you're saying yeah
0: to help the audience and 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 he also said well this show is very physical and i'm like yeah I'm, i'm always trying to to physically show what i'm meaning by what i'm saying as well as as not being so fast sometimes and slowing down or or emphasizing a word so that people understand the the action or and and the verb of the sentence so they understand what's going on especially my character at the beginning um i'm i give almost 25 minutes of of exposition i almost tell the whole story of yeah. the, of the thing so if i if i don't convey that to you you're lost yeah. whatever happens after that you're going to go what 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 so i i really take a, a a a responsibility to to convey to the audience as much as i can uh, w- not only that I'm saying all the right words, but that I'm conveying the message and the
1: meaning to them so they understand it, because yeah. it is not easy. you know. I think that has to be the key to, to uh, you know, whether it's you guys or over at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater, yeah. where, wherever a production's being done, if you're not communicating it in a language that the audience understands, you may be reading the words that William Shakespeare wrote down, that old Billy wrote down. <laughs> But if uh, the audience isn't understanding the words that you are saying out loud, what's the point? I, I, saw, I went online to do
0: some research, and I saw a production uh, from the Stratford Festival in Canada, which is one of the most preeminent Shakespeare uh, uh, you know, festivals. And there was a, an, an actor of, of, of note who was playing the role, and he hit every perfect word. He, I mean, he didn't miss a line, but he, I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I mean, this. I, I, if I was in the audience that night, I wouldn't have known what was really happening. Right. You know, and so that's why I said... Uh, what, my, my interpretation of this is I, I want to certainly be true to the, the, the Shakespearean tradition and the words, but I also want to make sure that the audience understands it because it's a two-hour show and you need to understand it or you're right. just sitting there going, there's people in costumes.
1: So you are doing a show today at what time? Yeah,
0: the, uh, so, yeah so we've got uh, one more weekend to go, but there's actually a show this afternoon at 2 o'clock in Elmhurst. And uh, so just I uh, only have the information Damn. here.
1: Yeah, thanks for being prepared. I do have it
0: here. Uh, you can uh, go to, I have it all <laughs> yeah, here My Thanks myself. for having it right at Green your Green Man, Green Man Theater, that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E, greenmantheater.org, or you can call 630 464 four six show today at 2 p.m next weekend uh 7 30 on friday 7 30 on saturday and once again our closing show on october 2nd is at uh at 2 p.m and in fact uh, today if you come there's also a talk back with the actors so you can ask ask questions right and, um,
1: about the show or the characters and things like that jim loves uh, kissing every each each and every audience member that comes uh to the show i will do that bring your own chapstick is all i can say so,